Blog Talk Radio. To the B Word, where we are helping resolve broke pockets and broke mindsets. I am your host, LaShawn Garth, and I'm here with my beautiful co host, Jen. How are you doing this morning, darling? Oh, I am doing fabulous. I've gotten myself warm finally. I have been freezing. Well, you, freezing well, you freezing the past two days. Well, you sound absolutely spectacular. And yes, it has been freezing the past couple of days. I'm just really confused on what the weather is deciding to do with itself. Yeah. Oh, I, I've, it's, it's really I'm sitting here with a blanket, and um, I have a fleece jacket and a turtleneck on, and I'm still cold. Wow. <laughs> yes. I have low blood pressure, well, so uh, because of that, uh, I get cold a lot. Right. Um, okay, so sorry about that. I was that trying problem? to Do you have that problem? Um, I do get cold, but it's because Casey likes to keep the house on, you know, negative 10 <laughs> when it's already like a negative 20 outside. So, you know, yeah. While yeah, I'm walking around in a parka and boots, he's walking around in a white beater. So, oh, good go lord. Figure. They said it was like uh, one, it felt like uh, one below zero in New York this morning. Oh. Wow. No. Yeah, no, that's yeah. not where I'm trying to be. Not where yeah. I'm trying to be at all. I mean, yeah. it's cold enough here, so I don't think I want to be anywhere where it's one below, like, zero. <laughs> yeah, I can't handle that. Oh. But I do remember those days living in Michigan, you know, the weather. We got we got some winters there, some really cold and bad winters. So, But I don't miss them, that's definitely for sure. Yeah. So yeah. I'm glad you're uh, back on. Your you sound awesome. So apparently you did something, you fixed your computer or something happened. Well, uh actually my son had obviously gone to a site and it downloaded a virus. So I had wow. to clean up uh the entire computer and uh uh what had happened was he had obviously taken off the firewall when he did it, which would have caught it. But uh, somehow he just accidentally 
got it off and downloaded a virus, and I cleaned it up, and we're happy now. <laughs> okay. You need to keep all the men in your house away from the technology, apparently. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they, they are so technology handicapped. It's unbelievable. Oh, God. I mean, wow. I can't even get Jeff to really use his cell phone. I, I mean, it's just sad. It's sad. <laughs> oh, well, the men in our lives is what we have to put up with. That's so anyway, the B Word is, is a talk slash music show that promotes the education of the community through engaging topics about money, politics, education, health, and entertainment, all while showcasing artists and music that uplifts the community. We are on Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio, and we are just trying to help you move through the rest of your day by providing with some wonderful information. Um, so hopefully stuff that you didn't know before, and if you did know it, maybe we opened some new insights for you. So we hope you got that cup of coffee. You're ready to go. Um, if you want to join in on the conversation, please feel free to do so. You can call in at 215-383-3787. You can also use that number to just listen in, or you press 1 on your keypad, and you can speak live on the air with us. Please also use our email address, the B underscore word at yahoo.com. You can send us emails, and you can also log on to blog talk radio forward slash the B word, and you can send us messages that way, or you can listen there as well. Please also make sure that you like us on Facebook, B Word with Elgar. Twitter and Instagram at the B word underscore Elgar. And then um, you can listen in on our website, which is the B hyphen word.com. So our goal is to provide you with inspiration, motivation, as well as tips you can use to improve your life financially, mentally, physically, and emotionally. And today's topic is a huge one. And, uh, and I'm going to talk about a story that just happened to me last night. That's totally not related to the topic, but it is kind of, sort of. Okay. Um, but our topic today is network versus getting worked. Know the difference. And there are so many groups that claim that they are networking, when in reality, they're generally just trying to work over the other people in the group. And we need, we're going to find out today is, are you one of the worked or are you one of the workers? Or... Are you truly operating in the spirit of what networking is all about? So a really important topic because so many people today, you know, claim that they're networking and they're operating in these networking groups and supposedly everybody's, you know, in it for the good of the group and nobody really understands even what the spirit of networking is all about and how that's um, supposed to work. So we're going to talk about the spirit of networking. We're going to talk about how to network. And then we're going to talk about avoiding networking pitfalls in order to build lasting relationships. Okay, so my story is about um, an interview that I had last night. <clears throat> I had an interview with this um, awesome uh, radio station network and um, a really nice couple. They are a spiritual couple. I think he's um, an apostle. And, um, you know, so the, 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 the interview was last night. Okay. And uh, I promise you, the interview was one hour and a half long, which is fine. But from the start to finish, the um, gentleman who was interviewing me along with his wife could not get my name right to save his life. I, I was called everything from Lashona, Lashana, Lashana Grass. Miss Grass, I mean, I, when I, oh. I I can't even think of all the names that he, he used to call me. It was just like, <laughs> uh, 
I was like, LaShawn Garth. His wife was even like, it's LaShawn. And he could not get that right. I mean, for the whole interview. Like, until maybe almost close to the end. Like, the last five minutes, maybe he got my name right. And, you know, for me, if he couldn't get get your first name correct, he should have at least said Mrs. Garth. Right. And we even told him, we were like, just think of, we was like, just think of Garth Brooks. He could not get it. I mean, he couldn't get it. I I, I just, I couldn't get it, but I. Oh, yeah, he's not going to live this one down ever. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. And it was so funny to me, you know what I'm saying? Because I was just like, wow. Because, you know, I've had people mispronounce my name before. But this, I tell that story to say this. If you're if you're on a platform, you're in a medium, you're at a meeting or somewhere where you're speaking to people, it is, I mean, extra specially important that you, one, know who you're talking to, B, you do everything in your power to try to get their name correct, or, you know, you just choose not to say their name at all. You know, I think that probably would have been better yeah. than than getting, you know, the name mispronounced, you know, but, you know, bless his heart, he, he really tried, and, and that's great, but, you know, if I had been someone else, let's just say hypothetically, I was someone else, and we were trying to develop a business relationship that right there in the in the beginning could have been in my mind a, a you know a a deal breaker you know you you uh, don't yeah. have you know the the you know you can't even know, learn my name you don't know my name and i've you know i've said it to you like 20 30 40 50 times and you still can't <laughs> get it correct if that had been another you know situation in me in another life that could have been a deal breaker for establishing, you know, a relationship. And this is the thing. It probably could have been a very fruitful and beneficial relationship. But because you put a bad taste in that person's mouth, now you've destroyed any chances of possibly, you know, working with that person in the future. So that's exactly. kind of what the spirit of this conversation is about. It's about knowing what you need to do in order to establish the relationships you're trying to establish. And making sure you are not the one getting worked over in the networking process and also making sure you're not the one working people over in the networking process. So we're going to talk about all that. I'm so glad you guys are joining us today. I can't wait to get started on this topic. But as usual, we have to go in and get you guys prepped and ready to receive everything that's happening today. So we're going to start off with some feel-good music, and we will be right back after this. Yeah, 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 baby. Mm. She loves this song, cause I'm on this song. You looking at me, girl, with those big old pretty eyes, and the world's most beautiful smile. I just can't say no. Gotta show you love for making me feel so good inside You can bet that your boy gon' ride For sure, for sure And if you wanna see the world I'm gon' buy you a map You know, just show me where you wanna go Cause there ain't nothing in the world I wouldn't 
was not my own And every time I felt my life was worthless You reminded me of whose I am and to carry on I admit, I let my life get lazy Gave excuse every time you called on me Let the joy in me show. Oh. 
Um, but they're very abusive about it. It's almost like a, a used car salesman. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and so you, you have to deal with that. But this is the thing. Networking is actually supposed to be the opposite of that. You know, it's not supposed to be a bunch of selling or, or people, you know, trying to get you to buy things or whatnot. It's it's really the opposite. It's about two or more people working towards their mutual benefit. And uh, the true spirit of networking is really your state of mind. It's really a state of mind. So the question is, so what is the true spirit of networking? Well, it's about focusing your habits and your attitudes on finding deficiencies in the lives of others and then trying to fill them. And those deficiencies, of course, will vary from person to person and, you know, situation to situation. But it could be somebody who lacks, you know, quality business referrals. It could be someone who lacks information. It could be that someone needs some more contacts. It could be a bunch of things. But whatever the case, the true spirit of networking is about eagerly seeking to help others. And I think that's where people lose it. They're all about what can I get versus seeking to find what they can do for other people. And if each person that was at a networking event sought to eagerly help someone else, it would be cyclical. Everybody in there would be trying to help each other. So, you know, right. you would obviously develop a different type of spirit of the group. So, um, you know, don't be confused. People should definitely have enthusiasm about, you know, wanting to meet people and, and make things happen. But what you don't want to do is be so eager that you become intrusive and, and abusive. Okay? So you want to be able to eagerly service someone, whether they be a client or customer or whoever. And you also want to have a passion about helping those individuals. Now, okay, is it a great thing to be compensated for what you do? Absolutely, it is. But that is not the true spirit of the networking process. As a matter of fact, thinking about the compensation, thinking about, you know, selling services or products, that is a far cry of what the true spirit of networking is all about. It's not about limited, it's not limited to what you have to sell. What you're trying to do it's about providing someone pleasure, alleviating their pain, and you can do that through goods and services that you have. But the true spirit of networking is where you look to help another person, provide them pleasure or alleviate pain, and you do that through any means that's available to you. The true spirit of networking is all about helping by giving of your resources, your time, and your talent. And I can't you know, I can't think of how many times I've heard people say, you know, well, I'm not going to give that away for free. You know, I'm not going to do X, Y, Z. But that's what networking is all about. It's about being able to help someone because trust me, if everybody's operating in that spirit, you're going to get something out of it as well because they're going to be trying to help you and alleviate something that you might need um, in that same regard that you're doing for them. So it's not about keeping score. It's not about maintaining a, a you know a tally of, of what you did and you know what you gave. It's about helping and not looking back with you know a wonder or expectation of what's in it for me. The true spirit of networking is about helping, 
simply because it is the right thing to do. Certainly, you cannot help but believe that the goodness you've heaped onto the world will make it back to you somehow, and we just talked about that. But nevertheless, you know that the only thing that you're guaranteed for sure is, you know, you're going to get that warm and fuzzy feeling inside that you've done something that has helped somebody else, and you're going to have that mixture of pride and satisfaction because it really is a good thing to help somebody. The True Spirit of Networking is about helping others whenever you can, wherever you can, and never worrying about what it means for you. After all, in the True Spirit of Networking, you need to remember that it is not how you help someone that matters. What matters most is the spirit that moves you because of it. So, you know, that's the that's the spirit of networking, okay, when we talk about what we're supposed to be doing and why we're supposed to be doing it. Do you have any um, thoughts on that, Jen? Well, my thing is, you know, I, I I can tell you I'm not very good in the networking realm. That's one of my weaknesses. Um, and it's mainly because some of the people that I have met, uh, you know, in trying to do those relationships and have that give and take situation – it's more of me giving and they are always taking. So I don't know if it's, I'm not looking in the right areas to find the people that I can truly really network with. Um, I know you and I have a great networking aspect going on, but it's very rare in in (laughs) the circle I'm going in. So I'm just going around in a circle catch 22 and it's like, no, I don't want to talk to you. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's it's funny when you think about um, your friends and, you know, the group of people you hang around. And we kind of talked about this, your circle of influence, your circle of friends. And, you know, bottom line is a lot of times friends do, you know, kind of mooch off of you or, you know, always want to get something from you. You know, that's just kind of the nature of the beast. And you have to determine, you know, if you're going to do it, if you're not going to do it. You know, but these are your friends. Right. But and it's not cool. So you it's not cool to... for people who you've gotten to know and they you know, you consider them a friend and they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do this for me and then we're gonna work on that and then they never do and will avoid you. Uh the minute exactly. they have to put you know, put up or shut up type situation. Right. You know, they, they never Absolutely. you know, keep their end of the deal. Absolutely. And, you know, I was thinking about that earlier because I was going through my Facebook page. And, no, these people aren't, like, my friend friends or my closest people in my life or anything like that. But it always kills me when somebody says, like my page, and then you do the same. Okay, yeah, well, like my page, too. And, you know, you get crickets, silent. You know, it's it's always (laughs) – it's always, yep. And I try my best to go and like, you know, everybody's page who asks me to. I really try to support, you know, everybody's endeavors. Obviously, I can't do it all, but if I see it, you know, I will go and, and like it. But, you know, I always think in the back of my mind, you know, what, are you going to go like my page if I ask you to? You know, and then again, that's that spirit coming back in and saying, you know, well, I did this for you. Why won't you do this for me? So you got to be really, you know, careful on the people you decide that you're going to assist because if you can't do it in the spirit of giving then you probably shouldn't do it at all if you're looking for a reward or a return on your investment which a lot of times sometimes you won't get it all then you know what i'm saying don't do it you know right. and that way you don't have to be you know hold a grudge later on when they don't do what 
you think they should be doing or when they don't do what they said they would be doing. You know, right. you just got to kind of you know take it with a grain of salt and be like, you know what? Okay, everybody's not going to be like me. Everybody's not going to do what they say they're going to do. So you got to, you know, make that decision at that point. What am I going to do with you now as a person in my circle? Am I going to allow you to remain or am I going to move on to other people who are about mutual benefit? So that's why yeah. we're going to move right next, right into the next topic, which is how do you network? And how do you network right. like you really, really mean it? So number one, you have to figure out who matters most. This is um, called the critical few. Whether it's a coworker, customer, mentor, or someone who's helped you make valuable connections, these are the contacts whose presence in your life is clearly valuable to your career. If I asked you to make a list of the 20 most important professional contacts in your life right now, it's those people. Once you've identified your critical few, make sure to keep regular contact. These aren't people you should just send a holiday card to. You should be talking two or three times a year. You should know what their interests are and follow up with them around those interests. Okay, so those are your critical few. Those are the people who matter most in your network. Then you want to pick your next tier. This group might be 50 to 100 contacts. These are people who have perhaps helped you or have the potential to do so in the future. Contacts you may not know well enough to socialize with. Um, but, you know, you, you might want to make sure that you're sending them you know, a monthly newsletter or a monthly contact email, you know, something like that, just to make sure that you're keeping up with these people and that, you know, you keep the lines of communication open. You want to find easy ways to engage everyone else. So everyone else in your circle, you want to find easy ways to engage them. So, and normally, believe it or not, you can have about five to 10,000 people in this circle. You've got Facebook friends, you've got Twitter friends, Instagram friends, people who, you know, deliver your mail, whatever. Those individuals, again, you want to at least make monthly contact with, with, you know, a monthly email, newsletter, whatever. And um, just make sure that you're using something that's easy to keep these people engaged in contact. Now, if you want to connect with someone else, you have to find a way to, and we've been talking about this, help that person. Right. It's easy to assume that a wealthy and successful contact already has everything he or she desires and wants nothing from the likes of you. If you're thinking that way, don't. Okay, because that can be furthest for the truth. Just because somebody has a lot of money, just because somebody has a lot of friends, just because somebody is doing well in business does not mean that you couldn't possibly be of help somewhere. Right. It's always worth the trouble to find out a contact's desires and their concerns. The chances are high that you'll be able to find something worthwhile that you can offer. Um, you know, you it, there's plenty of times I've been in an event and I've been introduced to someone Someone sometimes who who've even intimidated me as far as their stature within, you know, the community or an organization. They could be a CEO. They could, you know, be a mayor or something like that. And sometimes that's a little bit intimidating when you think about, you know, yourself. And you're like, oh, my God, you know, I'm talking to the mayor. Okay, but that doesn't mean anything. These people could be, for example, I met someone who um, was very high in rank within the military and I happened to be talking about my situation, and that 
high-ranking individual was able to relate to that because of things that they had experienced. And I found a way that, you know, I could talk and help and, you know, even open up some new doors for this person because of that. So, you know, don't think that just because somebody is in a, you know, higher socioeconomic status or position or whatever, that you can't be of service to that person. The next thing you want to do is be intriguing. Okay. I can't say this enough. If you want to make a connection with a new contact, especially if they're busy, especially if they're busy. Okay. You can't go to the, the, the CEO of Walmart and take up, you know, an hour of their time talking about BS. You've got yeah. to be ready to get to the point, you know what I'm saying, or whatever it is you, you're coming to talk about. And you want you want to use the quickest way in order to arouse that person's curiosity. And it has to be something unexpected. Um, so, you know, you, you, you want to be able to, you know, when you're thinking about when you get ready to go out and, you know, network with people, you got to have your game face on. You got to have your, your game plan together. So you want to be prepared to talk to this person because I'm telling you, this person is only going to be engaged with you and listening to you for a certain amount of time before they disconnect. So make sure you're ready for that. Think people and not positions. And everyone listening to me, you know, needs to know there are people who are smart, ambitious, motivated. You know, there's tons of interesting people out there. Um, some of these people, uh, you know, have, have been in business for, you know, hundreds of years <laughs> and they are influencers in their circle. And so it's a lot easier to get to know someone and connect with someone if you're thinking about who they are as a person versus what their position is. And that's how you begin to connect. If I had interacted with that individual like they were a senior ranking officer and I was, you know, a subordinate, I think it would have been a different type of connection. So if you start looking at people as people and connecting with them on that level, then the relationship begins to become more interesting and you make a stronger and a deeper connection. Mm -hmm. This next point is so important. Oh my God. It's so, so important. You want to give or you ask. Yes. yes. Stop immediately going up to a person and asking them for something when you haven't offered anything, when you don't really know this person. I can't tell you how many inboxes I get of people saying, oh, will you buy this for me or will you take a look at this and can I get this from you? Okay. No, that's not the, the spirit of networking. That's not how you network. The first thing you need to do is find out what it is that you have that you can provide that can be a resource to someone else. And I promise you, when you do that first, when you think about that person, when you when you connect with somebody like that first, a lot of times people won't hesitate to help you with something else. So make sure that you've invested in that person before you ask them to invest in anything that you have going on. The final thing you want to do is you want to be um, generous, okay, generous with your time, generous with your resources, generous with your contacts or information or whatever. You cannot operate with the thought of reciprocity in mind. And we talked about this, you know, a few minutes ago. You can't go into it thinking that you're going to get something out of it. 
Okay, you have to have a generous giving spirit. And, you know, if you think about it like this, a lot of people will approach a situation or a person with an ulterior motive in mind, an ulterior goal. Okay, well, I know if I, you know, go at it like this, I'm probably going to get this out of it. That's not genuine and that's not generous. The greatest networkers are people who are genuine. They genuinely like to help others. They genuinely enjoy, you know, providing their time and services to others, and they don't look for anything in return. And this is the thing. They're always doing it. And you know what these people look like. They're always that person who's giving, who you ask them, you know, to come support you somewhere. They're always there. They're always open to, you know, helping you do whatever. That's the type of person that you need to be when you are um, starting to um, begin the networking process. and you want to do it like you really mean it. Jen, any thoughts on that? Definitely. And, you know, I just know this goes back to the uh, the pageant world and finding sponsors. Um, you, the one thing, you know, everybody's like, oh, I've contacted all these, you know, n- nobody's helping me out. The first question I, I ask them is, what are you doing to help them out? Because a business just doesn't want to give you something and you've never had any contact with them before. So, like, you know, I have... The Glamour Bar is my sponsor. They, you know, I go there already. I'm one of their clients so that they know that I, I'm just not somebody coming in here to, to get a few, you know, spa treatments and then I leave and they never hear from me. So, you know, there's always that one aspect. You, you know, you have to have some connection with anyone you're going to be networking with. That is just so crucial and important for, for you to to grow, not just as a person, but, you know, if it is in the business world, growing your business. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So now we're going to talk about, you know, how to avoid the networking pitfalls. Um, And I'm going to try to go through this quickly, but these are very important. Okay. So first of all is the first thing you want to do is avoid the misconceptions that people have about networking. And the most common misconception is that people think networking is about giving out and collecting as many business cards as possible. And really, the only person that benefits from that is the printer. <laughs> so because people are constantly going to get their business cards printed. So, yay, you helped the printer. Good job. Um, but, but a second misconception is that some people think networking is about giving their elevator pitch or talking about themselves to as many people as possible. And sometimes you learn this, you know, from self-help and development things, create your elevator pitch. And yeah, you you do. You want to create that. But that is not what networking is about. It's about, you know, as quickly as possible telling your elevator pitch to everybody you meet. And actually, it should be the opposite because this is not a very productive method because you don't come away with potential relationships. You um, you really haven't built a deep enough relationship because you didn't have a deep conversation. You know, you need right. to ask people that you meet, you know, ask them about themselves so that you can better understand what it is they do. You want to discover a common thread between you two so you can determine how you might be able to support them. The focus should be on using your time to actually meet less people at a networking event and take more time to get to know people better. It's about quality, not quantity. Correct. Okay, so the biggest mistakes professionals are making when attempting to expand their professional networks um, is uh, building your entourage. This is how, you know, you build trusted relationships. And I don't mean people who follow you around like minions. That's not what an entourage is. 
Um, it's a group of people that you really get to know. Okay, most people fail to effectively utilize opportunities when they first meet and often don't bother to schedule a follow-up meeting. You know, they need to know it's not about selling themselves or their product or service, but about getting to know the other person, their business or career, and, and their needs. You need right. to establish that common bond with another person in order to establish a mutually beneficial relationship. So, you know, sometimes we're, we're too focused on ourselves instead of the other person. And, this, you know, that's this self-centered mentality that most of us have. But the best way to expand your entourage is to have genuine interest in the people that you meet. And um, so, you know, again, the word entourage is used for your network of people whom you have built trusted relationships with, not the people who follow you around, you know, like groupies. That's not your entourage. All right. So <laughs> um, let me tell you an, an, another pitfall is about not following up after you meet somebody or waiting too long to follow up after you first meet somebody. So delaying that is, is a big problem. A second problem is that many people think that if you can't sell the person because they have no need for your product or services, then there's no reason to stay in touch with them. I've had so many people hit me up in inbox and inbox, and I'll say, oh, no, thank you, not right now, but let's stay connected because you never know how we might be able to help each other in the future. Next thing I know, that friend is gone, unfriended. <laughs> ah! oh. So it's so, it's so funny to me. Okay, I may not want your the product that you have right now, but that doesn't mean something may not come. I may have somebody who may want your product. But now you're not my friend anymore, so I can't even share that person with you. Correct. Okay? It's not only about doing business directly with that person. It's about building that relationship, and it might yield other type of re results. And that could be that person could introduce you to someone who does need exactly what you're doing. Okay? So keep that in mind. And, and um, the, okay. the other thing, and this is a mistake that I have made, is I sometimes neglect the spam folder and there has been a few opportunities that I missed because I wasn't checking it on a regular basis to you know and I had contacts in there who were trying to get in touch with me and by the time I got with them it was way too late so that's definitely a mistake check the spam folder because you have no idea what would go in there absolutely that happens to me a lot and you know if you're using these um public Email accounts, for example, Gmail, Yahoo, you know, Hotmail. A lot of times they will route emails into your spam folder that really shouldn't be there. AOL does it to me all the time. I actually have to go through and sift through each email because there are oftentimes very important emails that have found their way into the spam folder. So make sure right. you're checking that on, on a regular basis. Even though it can be time-consuming, you never know that one email that you were about to miss could be the one that could, you know, push your yourself, your personal life, your business life, or whatever, in in another direction. Okay, so you know, what do you need to know to start linking out? Um, people should think about the people that they already have an affinity to, things you already have in common, but you haven't taken the time to get to know that person. This could be a colleague, it could be um, somebody in uh, one of the organizations you're a part of, it could be someone that you just admire or respect. <clears throat> excuse me, that you've come across. 
You need to start reaching out to these people first because more than likely, because they've inf- had an influence on you, they probably have a large um, sphere of, of influence in a group that they're a part of and other influential people around them. So, you know, you can find these people. Um, again, if you look at your email list, and I would encourage you to start linking out to those people right now to start reestablishing your relationship with them. And that way you can start to build a mutually beneficial relationship down the line. Now, don't do this. This is not what you want to do. You don't want to hit somebody an email, text message, telephone call that you haven't talked to in five years, and all of a sudden say, hey, you know, I got this new business I'd love for you to get involved in. No, that's not how you do that. Because more than likely that person is going to be like, oh, really? Okay, now you just try to use me, and you've severed and broken that relationship. You really want to reach out to this person. Find out what they've been doing, what's been going on in their lives. This is an ongoing process. And then over time, after this person is inquiring and asking questions about you, then they will learn on their own what it is you got going on. You don't have to beat it in their head. You don't have to beat it you know, in, into them on, on what new adventures you have happening. During the course of the normal building of the relationship, all that will come about. And trust me, if they have a need, then they will inquire about it. And then guess what? You'll be able to fill that need without it feeling like it's being pushy or abusive or intrusive. Okay? So you got to learn that. And then the last and final thing I want to talk about is stop using social media as a substitute for that face-to-face connection or even that, you know, on the phone connection. I can't tell you how awful I think it is the the role that social media has played on the way that we now interact with each other. People will think that, you know, hitting you up on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever is a form of contact. It's a form of staying connected, but it is not a form of contact. And it's not for you to think that now you don't need to make that face-to-face or that telephone connection. Don't get me wrong, social media is a great tool. I use it, you know, we all use it. But keep in mind that it's just a tool. You might meet someone new or reconnect with someone that you haven't seen in a long time using social media, but you do need to take it offline and create that face-to-face connection. That's how you build trusted relationships. I've had people who have, you know, connected with me through LinkedIn and, you know, have suggested meeting or getting together face-to-face, which is awesome, you know, because if you meet somebody who you have common interests with um, or common goals, it's it's a great way in order to connect with this person. But do not use this as an opportunity to sell something or make a sale or push a service or product on someone. And I do have to say, also be careful. If you don't know this person, um, you know, you definitely want to make sure that you're doing your due diligence when you're talking about meeting someone face-to-face. Um, and if you do decide to do that, you know, you want to make sure that you're doing it in public and things like that. You know, I don't really need to get into that. But just make sure that you're doing what you need to do in order to make sure that it's going to be a safe connection as well. You always want to invest more time in your face-to-face meetings than your virtual connections. Okay, people um will in this particular time in our lives a lot of people that you connect with will think the same thing but then that then it's incumbent upon you 
to initiate some type of live um, event, whether it be inviting somebody to a networking event, going to lunch, going to coffee, whatever. You need to make the move to make a face-to-face contact or at least an on-the-phone um, contact and have a real sit-down conversation, okay? And again, make sure you do your due diligence so that you know it's a safe conversation as well. And this is how you're going to begin to establish your entourage or your close network and those critical few that can help propel you to the next level. Any thoughts on that, Jared? Well, for and this is something that I do um in in helping me is I follow the five 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 rule. And that, you know, every day, Monday through Friday, I take weekends off, but Monday through Friday, I follow five five five. That is I send out five uh, emails to people I want to get to know. And then people who have accepted, I find five of them that I haven't talked to and I engage in a conversation with them. And then I do another five after that, a follow-up with people I have been conversing with. And that kind of keeps you in the realm of making sure you're communicating with everybody. And usually after that, you'll have, uh, you know, phone conversations, you'll, you know, go and have lunch or, you know, have coffee or tea or whatever you want to do. But I follow that very religiously and it's really helped me and the people that I've gotten to know. Absolutely. And that's a great idea. If you just take a couple of minutes every day and try to connect with someone on whatever type of level, even if you are just kind of sending them a message through Facebook, that that can be your initial contact. But always remember to follow up with that person and try to schedule a in-person or on-the-phone conversation, and that will begin to establish that relationship. So, wow, we had a really great conversation today. Um, and a, a lot of good information, I think. And I think now that people understand really what the spirit of networking is supposed to be, how you actually go about doing that, and the pitfalls to avoid when you're doing it, I'm hoping that it helps individuals develop a better um, experience when they're networking. And I'm hoping that, you know, they are able to pass this information along to other people as well um, for that process. So we're going to take a quick break. Then we'll come back and give our final thoughts. um, And then we'll let you go on with your work day. So we'll be right back right after this.
Okay, we're going to come back um, with the B word because we do have a caller who um, I missed, and I apologize for that. Um, but we do want to get your question answered. So you are live on there with us. Um, Erico 44341, please go ahead with your question or comment. Good morning, ladies. How are you doing this morning? Doing awesome. good. Great. Um, I just wanted to say those are great tools that you guys have been giving out for if you're in a networking business or organization. But the question that I have is how do you know or how do you search out to find the right networking business or organization that will work for you? I ask the people that are already in my network. Okay. That's what I do for me, you know, and I, and everyone I meet, I try to get maybe one or two names and, you know, after a while, you know, you can do your follow-ups and say, Hey, I contacted this person and, you know, thank you. And, you know, that's all part of the networking aspect, whoever they know, see if there's somebody else in their circle that you can connect with as well. At least that's the way it does for me. I don't know about you. Um, Not only that, um, you also need to, again, um, I like what Jim said, is kind of, you know, talk to other people that are in that network or in that circle. And you're going to get a personal vibe for yourself. I would say, you know, attend some of these networking events. Look online at some of these networking groups. And then go and visit and go and interact and then see if they're operating in the spirit of the networking that, you know, you're trying to do or that what we've just talked about. And if they're not, then you know that that's not the group for you. And then, you know, you go ahead and try again. But if you look at the critical few, that the ones who you consider that are close to you, you know, your entourage, and see what they're doing. More often than not, the the groups and the people that they're interacting with, you're going to also want to interact with and connect. Okay, okay. All right, so was that helpful? Yeah, that was helpful because I've, I've tried several networking businesses organizations before in the past, and um, it started out promising, but they just – and I tried to work the business, but uh, I don't know if I was using the right tools or not, so maybe that could have been the the, um, the problem that I was running into. Or maybe it just well, wasn't, that business you. wasn't the one that was working for me. Well, that's another thing. You've got to have passion for whatever it is that you're doing. That's the first thing. But the second thing is, you know, and we talked about this in another show, is your circle of influence, your, the people that you have around you. Sometimes the people that are around you are not the people that you need around you. Look right. for different circle of friends or <laughs> people that you need to network with because not everybody is out for what you're out for. And if you surround yourself with people who aren't doing things or doing the things that you're trying to do, I would encourage you to move on. That's right. And, you know, research, you know, if there's a company that uh, you really want to do business with or, you know, look at the CEO, look at the people that are working there and try to connect with them, you know, through events in the community or things of that nature. Or if you uh, – uh, just send them an email saying, hey, you know, I have this type of business, love to connect with you. Um, just go through your friends, look at the businesses online, look at your industry and where things are going because, you know, especially with our technology, you can reach people all the way in California if you live in Florida. So yeah, there's always a way to try to reach out to people that are not even in your state. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. 
Okay. So um, we wish you the best of luck, and thank you so much for calling in and listening, and make sure you tell all your friends. I sure will. Thank you, ladies. You ladies have a great day now. You too. All thanks. Right, thank you. You too. All right. All right. So, wow. Okay, we went over time, but we're glad because we definitely always want to help, you know, our callers, especially when they have questions about how to be successful and improve, you know, their quality and way of life. So, we thank you guys so much for listening. As always, it's a pleasure to be able to talk with you all each and every week. Remember, we're on Blog Talk Radio Monday through Friday, 9 to 10 a.m. So thanks again for tuning in and to make sure you tell all your friends. And we hope you got something that has helped to open your mind just a little bit more. And as always, everything we say and do is because we love you, we love us, and being broke ain't free. I'm your host, El Garf. I'm with the beautiful Jen. And we'll see you next time on of the B word. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye.